Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of PD and P-Dubs Unscripted. It's uh, so wonderful to be with you. You're listening today on June 7th to our podcast today. PD, great to see you again. Good to see you. It's always great to be in the studio. Yeah, and uh, we're going to have a good time today because we have a guest in the house, first-time guest. Yeah, people are sick of just you and me, so they told us to get more guests yeah, on the podcast. Right. Yeah, exactly. So we uh, today we welcome Mr. John Pakel. How are you, John? I'm doing good, Pastor and Pastor. Yeah. Pastor Squared. Pastor Squared, yeah. So John and I go back to uh, high school days. Back yes, at the old alma mater, from High School, class of 1983. Vikings. Vikings, and uh, the class of 83 will be having, uh, I'm going to shameless plug of uh, alumni yeah. party uh, this, when is that? Uh, end July, of June? July, July. Yeah, July 21st, 2nd, 3rd, somewhere in there. Okay. Um, so later in the summer, so if you are a friend alumni from 1983, get on Facebook and... Uh, reach out to Liz Felt, Eric Kurland, or Liz Felt Wakeman, apologies, yep. Eric Kurland, or just look for 1983, 40th year. <laughs> <laughs> we are not that old. No, we can't I'm only be. 42. Exactly. So, um, but anyway, yeah, and then uh, John currently works with uh, Lutheran Church Charities, and uh, helps out over there with uh, all the ministries that they provide. And so he just stopped by the studio today to talk about um, a need at Emmanuel. So John has recently, has it been pretty recently within the last year, right? You yeah. started yeah. to help out with our AV team on our weekend worships. Um, and uh, so this is a really important part of the ministry, isn't it, PD? Yeah, they're the people that make us look and well look as good as we can and sound as good as we can. Yeah, right. For the live streams and mm-hmm. all that jazz. Yeah. So uh, in this age, uh, especially post COVID, I think Emmanuel was kind of on the leading edge of these kinds of things with AV technology already at play. So when COVID came, we just kind of seamlessly transitioned over into that, but. Um, so yeah, we, we are heavy on projection and cameras and sound and uh, web streaming. So the phone, the call. Oh yeah. The call, you know, to worship by phone. So you call a phone number and you listen and worship while you're on the phone for some of us who don't have computers or internet. Exactly. And that's one of the few technology pieces out there. I don't know how to figure out the phone call in one, and uh, I don't want to learn it. I have not been given uh, the authority clearance to to even go into that system. Yeah. We had a meeting and decided neither of you were. (laughs) Probably a good decision. That's a good decision. (laughs) I know how to um, do a couple things. I know how to press the white button underneath the the countertop. Turns everything on. Turns everything on. I learned that last week. Mm -hmm. It's a powerful button. Yeah, it is. And you wouldn't know what it is. I mean, it's just like this little bitty button that you don't know the power you have. Yeah, I think I've kind of gotten the feel of general location of it because when it's dark up there, I'm just like feeling it. I'm like, come on, where is it? Yep, yep. And then I probably know, uh, probably second best is, you know, how we store everything that we're going to project, like the slides and everything. So I know how to operate that and plunk in PowerPoints like last minute for my sermons and things like that. I know that. And uh, I probably know how to do the cameras a little bit. I'm not the greatest at them. Yeah, I think I figured that in the fade transition when you're going from one and... That's the part I don't know. And the key of trying to set up the next camera shot so you're not moving the camera 
as it's live on the screen. Mm-hmm. See, you guys are scaring me now. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> See, that's the thing. That's the great thing about being up in AV is all the things you just talked about, we don't have to know. Right. Because right. they're already set up when we get up there. Mm-hmm. It's pushing that button that cycles all the equipment on. Yep. And then we've got one person that makes sure we're live on Facebook. So people who can't make it in or are for one reason or another can't get out of home and just still want to come and join us and worship they're able to do that we got another person on projection handling to make sure that the the hymns as they're sung you see the words Mm because we don't all have them memorized raising my hand here and we got one person handling the projectors with the the powerpoints when they're in and they're not always in and then we got another person handling the camera so it's three people each service so nine people a week mm-hmm. is what we need. And, you know, we're trying to get it to where it's two times a month that we really need the help. And in that case, we're looking at another 10 to 12 people that we could seamlessly fit in. Yeah. And now you named the three people at the controls. Yep. Now, typically, there's another person who's just kind of there as oversight to help in like our AV manager, right? Yes. Yeah. The AV manager. And that's really a backup. And if there's a problem, that person knows all the things that if you're just coming in early, you know, first couple of months and you don't know, mm-hmm. that person will be able to know or they'll be able to train you and help you along. Yeah. Um, and if somebody isn't able to show up or has to leave early, that person can step in and do it. Yeah, and kind of one of the things you want to hit upon that you're talking about how like the different people that watch it like shut-ins are different things. There's different things that we've noticed when we're on Facebook Live or on the Facebook. We'll have people randomly say, "Oh, like we used to have this lady that said, oh, I live in Oklahoma, but I love watching your services,' and have no connection to us.' And we've had a couple times where people have said that, which is such a great outreach where we don't even realize who we're reaching Mm -hmm. through this ministry of having our worship services streamed online still. That is the beautiful thing of the internet that we have is that um, I've seen this with my own case. When I'm putting prayer requests out, I literally have people around the world saying, we're praying for you, John. Yeah. You know, and uh, being able to worship with people that you probably won't meet the side of heaven, mm. mm-hmm. but they're still getting blessed by the sermons that you give and the beautiful service that we put on here mm-hmm. at uh, Emmanuel. This is Emmanuel Lutheran. Right? Yeah, Emmanuel <laughs> Lutheran. And like, and with that, you know, I'm just pulling up the email that we received earlier today, Pastor and myself, about the streaming stats from May 20th and 21st, which would be the past weekend from when, we, or when we're recording. And it said we reached about 531 views across all platforms between the three services. Wow. And so obviously we don't know how long the people are right. staying on, but still it's 531 different views about watching a weekend service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, even if they stand for a couple of minutes, you know, you pray that the Holy Spirit's doing something, planting a seed in their heart that maybe that'll draw them back to spend more time watching and worshiping the next time or whatever. And um, But as you were kind of getting at people uh, from different states or things, uh, even our own members, uh, I know it, it hits a segment of our population that, um, you know, has some health concerns or they can't make it in, and but yet they've uh, found a way to, to stay connected. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, thank you for doing that. You know, we can't come in 
Um, but we we faithfully attend online every week, and um, that's wonderful because you know it's their family, it's their church, and they're staying connected, and that's that's the beauty of this technology. God said His word will go out. He didn't say how. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's where I think, we, like you mentioned earlier, we've been blessed with that we had such good technology to start with when COVID happened for the live streaming. Mm-hmm. That's been a smooth transition. I feel we, we've just kind of grow, continued to grow since then and still figure out ways that we can strengthen that online presence. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, John, maybe, like, I think the, always people kind of, when they hear AV, you know, they may think, oh, uh, that's not me. Uh, I'm not an AV guy. I'm not a techie guru guy. And I think you were helping like allay some fears or concerns. Like really, you don't have to know everything that pastors just talked about. Um, so maybe could you talk about like how you could address those, those initial fears and, and maybe share like what, what you were apprehensive about when asked to come and join the team? I, j- I just heard from, uh, Jenny who, pretty much she's our worship director and she runs the things up there and she just said it's not that hard and I got up there and she said I'll, I'll walk you through a couple of trainings and she did that and I just kind of watched for the projection which is what I do pretty much exclusively I haven't wanted to go into the camera yet as basically you make sure that you're on the keyboard and you're just forwarding when you need to forward it's literally just following the instructions, and the the team up there is so close that if you're running two or three or four seconds late, they'll remind you very <laughs> subtly that time to turn. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's you know, it's and it and it's because we we know that what we do, nobody sees what we're doing up there, mm-hmm. but. People outside us see it. The people inside worshiping, they see the hymns going up and the and the lyrics, so they can help sing along and worship God yeah. how they want. And that's that's one of the great things. Fears of going there. I knew I'd be bad at it the first couple of times, but you know, I remember I was told that when I was younger, when I was first starting to walk, that I was bad at first. <laughs> but I never stopped, and I've, I'm able to walk now. Yeah. So, you know, it, Look it, what it, you've you're accomplished. a pretty decent walker. It, t- it took yeah. 58 years, but I'm there. You're there. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. But, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, one of the things I, I hear about when, you're, when you try a new skill, you're always going to be bad at first. And that you just accept that, and you're normal. I, I've done a lot of uh, public speaking in different events, and I know as a pastor, I'm sure the first couple times that you've been given a sermon, mm-hmm. that you weren't as good as you were, say, what you gave last no. two or three right. weeks. Well, I mean, I think like two examples in my own like life, like I think about when I was best man for my brother and giving the best man speech, <laughs> like my hand was shaking the whole time with the paper in my hand and you could just mm. see the paper shaking. Mm-hmm. Or when I got ordained, thank the Lord that, you know, I was wearing my alb and stuff when I got ordained. But when I was doing like the consecration of the elements, like my knees were shaking. Hmm. But thankfully, with the robe on, I no couldn't tell. tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so the 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 nerves are going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first joined Toastmasters, uh, my friend German said to me, "John, you're always going to have butterflies. Mm-hmm. Just make them fly in formation." Hey, that's a cool way. I've never and heard of that. I've 
been using that for myself for mm-hmm. 12, 13 years. So the first time I was up there, was I nervous? Yeah, I was. But guess what? I got through it, and the church is still standing. I've been here about six months doing AV, and they haven't asked me to stop coming because I keep messing up. Yeah. So I must be doing something right, right. halfway decent. Mm-hmm. And your butterfly analogy, the one I think of, I think I heard in some, maybe President Meyer, but like a rubber band. A rubber band needs a little bit of stress for it to actually do its job. If there's no stress on a rubber band, yep. it's kind of useless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing that I want to, I mean, the AV is obviously we're asking for volunteers. And one of the things that I've learned over time um, in studying, I actually gave a talk here several years ago about volunteering. Volunteering, yes, we help the other people that, we're, we're serving in that, but there's physical health benefits to volunteering. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. scientific studies where it reduces your, your stress, it reduces your blood pressure, you get those good hormones in your brain released, which makes you feel good, and those are all great things for you personally, mm-hmm. and that's why when I gave the talk, I remember I opened it up saying that volunteering is one of the most selfish things you can do. Because it's helping you. Yeah. 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 Well, it's funny you mentioned stress because that's where I think people who who see what goes on or even think of or imagine what the AV situation is all about, they they think, oh, it's a stressful situation. It could be. Well, you know, once you get it down and once you get, you know, what your role is and the flow of the service, it, it really isn't. And, you know, you can actually... Uh, get to a point where you're actually worshiping with, we, we hope that those who are up there are still, you know, engaging in worship in some way. But uh, because of its technology, you may have stressful moments, like, you know, someone giving you that gesture, like, next slide, next slide. Oh, yeah. You know, but then it goes away. You or know, some like, pastor has a video and the and they say, here's the video, and they turn yeah. and look, and the video's not there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I had somebody tell me, they're like, oh, well, we just love it when you're like, okay, here's a video, and you turn <laughs> and face, and then it doesn't come up right away. And yeah. Just like, yeah, and that's just, you know, yeah, so that's the stress of when the technology mm-hmm. doesn't work. And, you know, we're talking about the fears. I think maybe we don't have the greatest setup up there in a sense because the first thing people see when they walk by the sound AV team is the soundboard, which is, I think, the most thing that fears people fear the most. Oh, yeah, that there's soundboard. so many buttons so and slides So that's the first thing they thing. see as they walk up there. So we advertise by putting the most fearful thing right when you walk in. Yeah. And you know what? Truth be told, um, I mean, I'm not up there every service, but I don't think there's much movement or adjustments going on the sound thing. Once the church service gets going, fourteen per service. No. Four, oh, okay, <laughs> I no, stand there, corrected. There, there, there really isn't. Yeah. There's a couple here and there, but yeah. nothing. You know, right. it's mostly just audio levels mm-hmm. for depending right. on what's going. on. And for on. the most part, like our mics don't ever change. No, and then wireless four might, depending yeah. on who's speaking. And then, like, we add stress to the thing when we don't turn our mics on, and right. you know, we get. We get people doing calisthenics up at the AV and waving right. arms, and and then you sit there and go, "Why are they standing up? And why? Oh, they're they want my attention." And <laughs> yeah, or you do some damage to the mics when you move; it's staticky. Like I've had that problem. I don't know what I've done to my mics to cause right. that. Yeah. And the one kind of nice thing with like technology is, like especially with Jenny, like sometimes we don't know what's exactly going on in the AV. And that's what's great is like she can text down to both of us and mm-hmm. whether it's on our iPads or phones or me on my watch, I can see a text like, hey, this is what's going on. 
So that's a communication. So that's, you know, just, you know, that's why we're sometimes looking at our phones and that because it's a good, like, hey, we're communicating with somebody up in AV. I didn't even know that happened. Oh, yeah, it happens. It's that that subtle and that Mm. well run. Mm. But yeah, every so once in a while we have those little kind of times where we get that like, hey, yep. this is what's going on. Or like I'll text like, hey, you know, blah, 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 blah. So somebody might, I might get a text from somebody else saying, hey, the Facebook live stream isn't going. So then I'll text up like, hey, what's going Just checking in. Right. Yeah. Sometimes Facebook doesn't play nice with us on our web stream. They don't start it right away. And, you know, the operator up there is like, well, it's going. We're streaming. And then we check, like, oh, yeah, it's on YouTube. Uh, it's on our website, but Facebook hasn't, like, done it. And, you know, the for those who wonder, you know, why we're even talking about Facebook, um, what Pastor and I do, we share it out to various groups to get more people to kind of see and worship with us. And then as people make comments, like, good morning, great to be with you, Pastor and I will be off to the side in the beginning of the worship service, like, commenting back, welcome to worship, good to have you with us. And, you know, that was something that was born out of COVID where we were live streaming, live streaming and, you know, we're at home during the thing. And then we're really, you know, trying to get the comments going. And but now when we're live, you know, we can only do it in the beginning. Especially like, I don't know about you, but when I'm flying solo for a worship Mm -hmm. service, I'm just kind of thinking, okay, what's coming next? I'm not as focused. And I mean, the other tech thing that I love that we've been able to incorporate is the text, the prayer how people can text in that yeah. prayer number mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it comes directly to our devices. And, you know, I would say on average weekend, we get a couple every yeah. weekend. Yeah, we do. And that's so it shows that in, and it shows people are watching live because most of the time it comes in right as we're praying. Yep. Yep. Which gives you a good, you know, lesson on quickly reading something and trying to decipher and in the middle of a prayer. Right. Of how to continue. Yeah. So we, we try our best to incorporate those text to prayers into the prayer that we're praying at in live so we feel that that shows that we're you know counting them as important and their needs important and things like that so but that's not anything the av team has to yeah. worry about um that just is happening but as, um, as long as we have the slide up we're yeah. good yeah one other thing that i want to bring up is that i know um before i came to emmanuel almost 30 years ago i was at uh willow creek church which is huge church. And one of the comments that I hear from a lot of new people is, oh, that church is too big. I could never be a part of that. And what I found over the years that I went is that the more I volunteered in different places, the smaller the church got. And you became to know people Mm -hmm. and you get that group. And the way, the, the reason that I told that story is because if you're new to Emmanuel, and you think, I haven't been here long enough, and I don't know anyone, it's a perfect opportunity to get to know someone. Right. You know, because we've got that team up there, and then once you start to get to know a couple people here, and then you'll start to recognize a couple other people, Mm -hmm. and they'll get to know you, and they'll come up, and they'll say, hi, John, and I'm like, hi, I know you, but I don't know your name, you know? But it's, don't let the length of time that you've been coming to Emmanuel stop you from helping out. Mm-hmm. Don't let the ability that I don't know AV mm-hmm. to stop you because trust me, if I can do it, anybody that's hearing this can do it. <laughs> 
For sure. Yeah, and for I think sure. the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Because I remember I didn't want to learn, learn anything with the AV stuff because I was like, the less I know, the less I'm asked to do. Yeah. And then COVID happened, and especially during chapel, I kind of got thrown up there at times, and I was like, figured it out, I think, fairly quickly. And so I think that's the thing. Like, you can pick it up, I think, fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. So what's the schedule if, like, um, how often does your rotation come around? Right now, I've been, what we've, um, oh, I'm trying to, I'm drawing a blank. I think Christine is her name. Crystal. Crystal. Thank you. Crystal. Crystal's created a Google sheet mm-hmm. of the times that we need people in AV. And we go up there and we put in when we're able to help out. And when the service is full, you don't have to fill it out anymore. Mm. Um, I've been coming about three times a month to help in AV. Okay. Um, and it's, you know, and there's usually we get enough people to help out three. Yeah. Um, we're trying to aim for two, which is why we're looking for maybe 10 to 12 other people. Okay. Um, we got a, like I said, we got a good team. We're, we're getting to know each other. Because every year it's like a new team and, right. you know, we're just having fun. That's good. Well, I love to hear the fun aspect because, like, you know, you're creating relationships. You know, you're in the pit together and, um, you know, you're all looking out for each other yeah. in the middle of the service. And one of the other awesome things that I think about is, like, that it's multi-generational. Yeah. You yeah. have from, you know, 50s down to teenagers helping and like a lot of studies show, like what keeps kids in church is is if they feel they're connected to five different people at the church outside their own family. So that gives another avenue because then they feel, oh well, even though now I'm not a youth anymore, I know this adult in the congregation, and it can have that mentor relationship and like a bonding because you have something common interest with serving AV mm-hmm. that yeah. it still remain feeling connected with the church. That, I'm I'm so glad that you brought up the idea of age, because uh, in our staff devotion yesterday, um, uh, Dr. Rich Bimler gave the devotion. He was talking about age and just older people. He said he was 82 and a half. I didn't mm. realize they count half age in that. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, man, you know. <laughs> he did, and he was just talking about how to get people older, middle, and younger, and get them all, because the younger kids are going to learn from the older people, and their energy is going to be in, in mm-hmm. infectious, the mm-hmm. good kind, where the, the older people are feeling young. And so getting that multi-generational aspect is a good thing because you're just going to learn the good, the bad right. of different ages. Another thing I was thinking of was at Emmanuel, we have a, a fairly you know good variety of worship service formats, right? Yes. And, uh um, so as a person who's helping out on AV, you know, you traverse the different uh, services and it's usually, you're just assigned one per weekend, right? It's not, yes. you're not doing a yeah. whole. So like you invariably will learn different ways of our worship from the traditional to the, you know, more blended to the contemporary. And, uh, so you might know one format better over another, like in terms of songs or hymns, mm-hmm. and then it's a way for you to kind of even expand and appreciate the other forms, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. I tend to go with either the Saturday night or the Sunday morning 8 a.m. service. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday night, and uh, 
I it's just nice to get it out of the way, and then I have Sunday yeah. to where I can just kind of rest and recharge for mm-hmm. the week coming up. Uh, Sunday morning, um, I'm up early, and because of some of the other people in AV are younger, Crystal, this means you. Uh, they don't want to. <laughs> they don't want to get up and get there to the right. eight o'clock yeah. service, and that's right. fine. You know, I, some may have families to hey, get up at. I, you know, I remember you know. when I was having kids, and it was yep. like that Saturday night service was great because then you didn't have to worry about getting up at seven o'clock mm-hmm. and getting the kids ready and moving and all that. So, yeah. 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 And on those special weekends, if you maybe pull double duty of doing multiple services, you can critique to see which service has the better message, Ooh. which if yeah. you know, we brought it different for a different service or critique the changes. Cause that, you know, not every sermon is exactly the same. It's, yeah, it's true. We're, we're going to hold the report cards till July for each of you. Okay. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the warning. Not a problem. Yeah. You know, cause they do change up from time to time. From time to time. Yeah. I mean, the, I don't know about you, but sometimes, oh, Saturday, hmm, that needs a little rough, a uh, little work. So come back with something a little polished or whatever, a different idea Sunday. But maybe sometimes it, it is the the best one. I don't know. And like we were talking about on the hymns podcast a couple of weeks ago, sometimes the hymn that will be sung, because we don't sing always the same songs, that might trigger a thought that mm-hmm. will connect into the message. Exactly. And that's really what you want worship to do is... Allow the spirit to work and move, you know, in that moment and in that scenario and, um, you know, just be paying attention to the Lord's leading on that. And, you know, that's part of the seed planting, I think. That, that's the beautiful thing that I love about hearing a good sermon is because it's going to spark a thought in me mm-hmm. that's going to be really speaking to me. Yep. And I could be sitting next to somebody else and a completely different thought will spark in them, mm-hmm. but it'll it'll hit us, impact us both the same way, even though it's different thought, it's a different idea, and it's yeah. like, it's the power of God's Word hitting us and moving us closer and closer to what He wants us to be, which yeah. is like Him. So you were talking earlier about your experience as you, you, know, you come up to the balcony, and mm-hmm. so... Could you describe like how you know how much before the service you arrive and like when you go up you know do you just sit down and you know like is everything ready for you that kind of thing how many just, prayers you say that oh, yeah. hopefully these pastors are <laughs> staying in one spot when they're preaching yeah right um, I usually try to get in about fifteen minutes before the service starts okay. and that's just because I like to be five to ten minutes early for anything I go to. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd rather be early than late. One of my first jobs uh, out of high school, I was actually at Farrell's Ice Cream Parlor in Woodfield. I remember that. And the general manager on orientation day said, it's so fun to work here. We don't show up on time. We show up ten minutes early. Mm. And I've been trying to keep that ever since. Yeah. But... Left um, a lasting impression on you. Yeah. It it really... Well, I'm still using it, you know. Mm -hmm. It's... So, but there's times where people can come in, you know, five minutes before and sit down in their spot and get things going and done. Yeah. Um, so we'd, we'd prefer a good 10 to 15 minutes beforehand. That way you're not stressed out and you just kind of relax, get ready mm-hmm. to, to help with the Emmanuel giving our service. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then when the service is done, um, it's really much just shut down and you're on your way, right? Yeah. Like there's yeah. really no 
Well, no, you're shut down on the 8 a.m. Oh, sir. true. Yeah, because no. you just kind of exactly we we just let it stay. Yeah, yeah, because the praise team is practicing, so they're working on their sound levels, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's usually the manager kind of managing that. So yeah. that's not. You know, if you're signing up for AV, you really don't have to worry all that much about doing the sound check for the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that no the the when I do the eight o'clock, it's making sure that the ten thirty slides are ready to go, so the person can just slide into the seat and go, just like you did. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you know, you're right. The eight o'clock, we don't have to turn it off, so it, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Saturday night, we just shut the machines down and then say yeah. good night and head out. Um, like Pete Dove said, it's just one button to shut down all the machines. Yeah. Kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. Except for the projector, you got to just go on the computer. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you're listening and you're intrigued or you're interested, um, what's ways that, uh, you know, someone could reach out and contact someone on the AV team? Jenny Lobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easy to find. Yep. Um, so go to our website or find Jenny in our Yep. staff and uh, you can find her email address or even if you're in church and you can you know tap John if you see him you can tap pastor or I or Jenny say you're interested yeah in fact I'm gonna even go one step further if you're interested and you're at church come on up there, there you go, go. Sit, sit with us and shadow with us you mm-hmm. won't you won't be required to push any buttons but we'll show you what we do yeah that's nice and easy yeah well, thanks, John. I appreciate you coming in Absolutely. today. Absolutely. And it for was the uh, enjoyable to have you. And uh, we hope that you'll return, return again sometime and on any other topic that we would love to talk with you about. I would love to. I, in fact, before we leave, I want to ask you guys one more question. Uh oh. This is, this is really going to be unscripted. Yeah. yeah. This, John, Nobody not, asks us questions. John, you're not supposed to go off the script here. <laughs> okay. This Cub Sox thing going on, what's that about? What, what Cub Sox what thing? Cub well, Sox. one pastor loves the Cubs. Yeah. The other one doesn't know baseball. How does? Uh, how does? <laughs> oh, well, I, was gonna, I was gonna say somebody shot over the. I bow. was gonna say, well, one of us knows how to make wise decisions. <laughs> I chose wisely, and somebody chose poorly. Oh, oh really? Cho- oh, you chose you? poorly, oh, like so, the guy in Indiana Jones so says. I was gonna say, now we're doing Indiana Jones. Yes. yes. Wow. Hmm. This I, really derailed I chose quickly. poorly. Okay. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> when was the last World Series in Chicago? Where was that? Who won one first? Uh, the Cubs won. Oh, no. No. You know what? I will give you this. The White Sox did win the first one in 1906. That's right. We beat the Cubs in 1906. Mm-hmm. But then the Cubs were the first team to win back to back in 1907. Well, how many have you guys thrown? How many, how many have we thrown? Yeah, how many World Series have you thrown? We got one of those. Yeah, one, yeah, one less the Black than you Sox. guys. Yeah. Hey, not every team can say they've done that. Oh, man, oh, man. Now, you know, you, you, I will credit, you know, the White Sox was sweeping a World Series. Yeah, we know, did. Hey, but, we did something that no team will ever do in the playoffs again in that 05 world playoff run. And that was the sweeping? No. What was the, it? Starting pitchers, yeah, and the ALCS games. four complete games in a row. In the oh, ALCS, you'll okay. never have four four complete games. Yeah. Well, there will never be a more exciting Game Seven in any World Series than there was in 2016. Yeah, because teams Thank get it done before Game Seven to clinch the World Series. Hey, we were all about you know getting people involved to make baseball fans. You know what's this? Get done for and done, and the season's over. We want to make it, you know. Hey, get people to be good fans. The White Sox will return. Will being good. Look what you started. He's over here laughing. <laughs> the like, White, <laughs> the White Sox were giving back to a diehard fan winning their World Series 
two games of a World Series on a big fan's 21st birthday. So greatest birthday gift ever, probably. Oh, man. And I was just looking. Here we are, May 25th. I was looking at the standings here to see if I have any room to talk on the standings. No, no you're down a game in the win column from yeah, us. Yeah, and you guys haven't played as many as us. So Because you guys are 22 and 26. Yeah. yeah. We are 21 and 30, so we've played yeah. like much more games than you guys. How many times have you played the yeah, Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, you have more opportunity to win. We, we haven't played the Kansas City Chiefs yet. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we had like the toughest start of every season. Uh, we've played Houston twice. They're, you know. Did good. they cheat? Probably. Oh. That's why they won. We played, I believe, the Yankees already. So, you know, we've had, we played Tampa. Tampa, what, won 13 games to start the season? We played them like yeah. twice already. They're, they're 37 and 15. You're not winning that game against Tampa. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> John knew it. He, he was just waiting for I, that. That's the real reason like, why he yeah, wanted to be on I the feel podcast. Like he pulled us, baited us, and we took the bait. You can't. Of course you, know, you did. I mean, we can we can you know we can keep the other common theme of our podcast and talk Seinfeld and go be in agreement there. Yeah. Yeah. What's the? Oh, we both make a lot of Seinfeld. Oh, we love Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. We, we enjoy Seinfeld, and but uh, yeah, so it's it's a friendly rivalry. Yeah. And so I don't know if you're aware, John, like, uh, oh, it was like maybe your second year here. First. Uh, the first year here. So A few months uh, in, like six months our in. Our previous senior pastor bought a recycle bin. And so I said, hey, PD and I will drive up to Wisconsin and pick up the recycle bin. It was like specially made for a manual. And we're like, hey, we're kind of close to Milwaukee. So we went to watch the Cubs and the White Sox at... Miller Park. Miller Park. And, Cubs uh, and White Sox? No, Cubs and Brewers. I'm sorry, Cubs and Brewers. Oh, sorry. Okay. Cubs and Brewers. So he went to a Cub game with me. And uh, the reason I, I probably got... It was probably second year. I was thinking of a different story. Yeah. So then he came to that, and the Cubs won. And then uh, later that summer, maybe? Something like that. We were together, and we went to a White Sox game. Sox lost. Sox lost, but I wore a White Sox ball cap you and did? a White Sox shirt. You and did. I was like being a good, you know, brother. Yep wow. that that was in yep. my, that was in like the ten or twelve games in a row I went to that the Sox lost over like a couple of year span. That was a yeah. rough. That was a rough go. No, I thought you were talking about when you got into my personal bubble <laughs> at our first <laughs> my first pastors conference here at Emmanuel. We're up at Lake Lawn Lodge in Lake Delavan, and the Cubs were, that was oh sixteen season. Mm-hmm. So when they and they beat the Giants, I think they clinched that first round of the DS. And he was so excited. He gave me a big hug, and I don't. I, I mean, I'm protective of my bubble. All, all the all the PD could say is, "You're breaking my bubble. You're, You're my breaking bubble. my bubble." And I'm like, "I don't care. I don't care." But, so, so remind me, um, what happened in '16? Uh, I don't know. It was a bad bad memories. I, I blocked it out. You know. You know. It was Especially bad. when you preach on all the championships and you exclude well, the greatest one of them all. I don't think that's the greatest. The whatever supposed huh. to happen. The- huh. I was sitting there, I was aghast. I'm like, of all things, we we actually considered shutting down AV when that happened. <laughs> like, well, people so, probably would have been happy. They're like, okay, we can leave. <laughs> Service is over. Technical difficulties. Ah, oh, it's all in good fun. Yep. Yeah. So, well, yeah, thanks for riling us up. Absolutely. You had to know I was, had something <laughs> yeah, planned. Yeah. So, yeah, so thank you, John. And like we said, if you want to help with AV or any other different aspects of Emmanuel for volunteerism, you know, you can always come and see Pastor or me, or, you know, we can direct you and where you need to go to help out in that area. 
you see me around, just ask me anything. And if I don't know the answer, I'll find someone who does. Or I'll make one up, depending on how I feel. Yeah. But, no, it's it, it's a way to get to know people. It's a way to make the church smaller and, and feel like a second home. And awesome. that's really what we're supposed to be. Well, thanks again, John, for joining Absolutely. us. And everybody, thanks for tuning in. Have a blessed day. Mm-hmm.